That's what the wealthy do. Yeah. They never sell because they know it's like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad. One yeah, of the yeah, reasons why I'm even doing podcast. this. <laughs> and like he's saying, the wealthy never sell because they know that that's a taxable event waiting mm-hmm. to happen. Like they they never want to create taxable events. So what they do is they hold and instead they leverage that capital gain, that asset that they yeah. still hold, whether it's a stock or a house. They either they get a loan on it. They leverage it oh, to get a so loan. So they borrow they to borrow, what the, the yeah. amount is. Correct. <sighs> Usually. Welcome back to the Black is the New Rich podcast. We're at episode 37, and this is a highly requested episode. I had to get the expert on taxes, and you know, he's gonna shed a lot of information about just being how we should take our take care of our taxes as an entrepreneur, as a creator. But you know, I want to let him introduce himself. Yes, sir. That, that's that's energetic. Man. That's fire. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. My name is Oni Fogan. I'm a CPA here in Toronto, and uh, my goal is just to spread knowledge, tax knowledge, personal finance knowledge to our communities, and just spread the knowledge, man. That's okay. Why I'm here. Okay. Let's get it. So first of all, I want to let everybody know, like I like I was just scrolling on TikTok, <laughs> and I don't know how I found you, but like you were just giving information on tax. I'm like, yo is this and then that's how i hit you up and i was like you know what i need to have this guy on my show so yes, sir. thank you for coming i thank really you for appreciate having it man. i'm excited to be here yeah it's a it's a high highly requested episode um so first of all before we get into taxes and stuff like yeah. that how did you even get to being a cpa man when i was younger i used to want to be a historian really <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy i honestly sometimes I, I wonder how i ended up here but i think we all kind of have a purpose and I always knew I wanted to learn how money works, mm-hmm. you know, the language of business. And accounting was kind of that way for me to get a base. Mm-hmm. So once I got to uni, I went to, to, to I did a bachelor in commerce. Where'd you go? Uh, Rotman at U of T. Okay, okay. Yeah, shout out to all my Rotman folks if y'all hear this. Hey. Um, but yeah, I did that. And then I went into uh, KPMG as an auditor. Okay. So pretty much just doing like verification for financial statements for public companies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, man, I got to start my own thing because I feel like I want to hit a certain community more directly and I wasn't really getting that where I was. Yeah. And then that's how I ended up here just kind of with content creation, et cetera, just reaching the masses with the knowledge and the videos. So yeah, that's how I'm here. Man. Okay. Cause you yeah. put out a lot of content, like, <laughs> like a lot, like even just doing research for this, uh, for this episode, I'm scrolling. I'm like, yo, this guy doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few of Gary V's videos. You guys remember he'd be like, yeah. Oh, post like three, four times a day. Yeah. And then I feel like that's the repetition, not only gives you that, um, skill and practice to get better, mm-hmm. but it also helps your chances to just expand and expand your reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, I wake up every day. Sometimes I don't want to record, but I do because I know that that's, you know, that's kind of what I want to do and that's what I need to do. So yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that, man. That's hard work. Right? Uh, okay. Lit. So let's get right into it. Um, sure. especially with entrepreneurs and creators, like when should we register our business? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And my, my simple answer to that is as soon as possible. And there's three key benefits to that. The first is it it legitimizes your business. Okay. Um, it, it allows, you know, creditors like the banks, et cetera, to take your business more seriously. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it gives you, once you register your business, you get a BIN, which is a business identification number. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can use to open a business bank account. That's what you can use to get a business loan, et cetera. And the third is like, once you register it, you know, it's like you were able to get, you know, trademarks. If you have a brand that you want to protect, yeah. that registering that business is one step towards doing that and protecting your assets. So my answer is as soon as possible. The moment you see some money coming in or the moment you have a significant investment towards that business, register. Okay. Okay. And when you're registering your business, right? I know you can like apply for like business credit and all mm-hmm. that. 
does that do they like look at your personal credit in that process how does that kind of work um it depends on what you're applying for i, I know like some banks if they want to give you like a not some banks but like there's some funds like scholarship funds oh, yeah, et cetera. True, true. those ones might look at your personal credit and also like a combination of your businesses records like so two years of financial statements is usually what they look at they want to see how your income statement looks over the last two years and then they might give it to you so it's a combination maybe your personal credit as a last resort but if you already have business credit they'll look at that as well as your performance so how much profit you're earning mm -hmm. yeah okay and for the entrepreneurs or people that are still using like their personal bank account yeah. what are the benefits actually getting just a separate business bank account yeah the number one thing is is organization because one thing we do, like as business owners, sometimes if we make a purchase through a personal account, we might not track it. And at the end of the at the end of the year, when we're filing our taxes, there might be that expense that we could have written off, but then mm -hmm. we missed it because it was in that personal mm -hmm. account. The biggest advantage of having a business bank account is at the end of the year, you don't really have to chase any number. Everything is within one account. Yeah, because so all your business all expenses. All of them are all tracked into one account. So whether it's you self-filing for yourself or you have an accountant doing it for you, you just hand them those statements of that, oh. of that account and you make sure that you're not missing any write-off that you can claim. Also, would that mean that you don't necessarily need all the receipts? That's So receipts are very key when it comes to an audit because okay. when you file your taxes, you won't necessarily always get audited, but you do run the chance of the CRA saying, hold up, hold up. You said you could you were entitled to this much of a tax deduction. Let Let's us see verify that. that. Oh. So that's why receipts are key. So everything that's in the bank statement, always have keep the receipt. Keep, okay. Always document it. Never try to just like, you know, forego it because you never know if you could get audited. Everything should be a valid business expense. And the only way for you to prove that is by keeping that receipt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's like a general rule of thumb when it comes to like writing off expenses? Yeah. So the general rule of thumb is, I'll start by defining a write-off for, for the CRA yes. and for Canadians. A write-off is any business expense that is reasonable and was incurred to earn income. And that's why when I, if I bring it back to creator businesses, because that's kind of like my niche, a creator business can be anything, right? You mm -hmm. have people who make money doing food reviews, right? Yeah. So right off the bat, the mukbang that they're deciding to do, it could be their lunch, but it's also a business expense because the video that they put out now, that's earning royalty revenue, oh, right? So it's not like wow. every lunch that they record will be that, but that one uh, meal that they bought for that video is a business expense. If mm -hmm. I talk to a carpenter, if he buys food for a video, that's not a write-off because he's not earning any money from any videos, right? Mm -hmm. So a write-off is defined as any business, any expense incurred to earn income. Okay. So anything you can think of, like you guys bought mics, you guys bought the setup yeah. to, to, to record this, this is your business. You can bring people in, you earn income from your social media. Yeah. These are all things that you can claim as write-offs for your business. Okay. And that reminds me, I was listening to another podcast yeah. and one of them was saying like even the clothing mm -hmm. we can uh, yeah have, so, that, so i yeah. i think i i think i know the video you're referring to so clothing is something that's very uh dangerous okay uh, to write so? off. and the reason being is that the cra has this ruling where if you are able to wear your clothing yeah outside of work so if if i have for example a shirt with my brand logo on it yeah yeah, I could say, oh, it's a marketing expense, et cetera. But I wear my shirt outside of work as well. Oh, I can so wear it. it's not just specifically yeah, for work. Yeah, it's not specifically for work. I'll, I'll wear it when I go chill with my friends, chill yeah. with my family. So it's not a write-off expense. But on the flip side, clothing in, a, in the sense where, like, if I'm working at a laboratory mm. and I have to get, like, a hazmat suit to protect myself, I need that. Also, work. that's different. So that's, so that's a write-off. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's a write-off. Uh, um, someone who works 
in construction. He needs steel-toed boots mm -hmm. to work. Otherwise, you know, if something falls on his foot, yeah, he's, he's done. done. Yeah. That's a write-off because it's, it's directly linked to the business and what makes you money. Okay, right? okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So kind of, so you would say stay away from stay, the cold. Yeah, stay away from it unless you can really, really prove it. Like another example is OnlyFans creators. I always try to bring it to creators because that's my niche. But yeah. an OnlyFans creator who does a lot of cosplaying, like she'll yeah. get a costume, she might get a wig, yeah. like a red wig that she really wouldn't wear outside anyway. Mm -hmm. Like that's a write-off because there's a direct attribution to the money that she's making from her subscribers, etc. Uh, so that's where the clothing can become a write-off. But okay. any regular clothing that's not really justifiable, yeah. I, I would stay away from that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So let's talk about um our RRSPs. I mean, yes, like, <laughs> I've I, I've heard like some pros. I've heard some cons. Yeah. What are the benefits of, of them? Mm -hmm. What are they and what are the benefits of them when it comes sure. to tax? For sure. An RRSP stands for a Registered Retirement Savings Plan. And it's a registered plan here in Canada, which means that um, it's one of the oldest plans that we have. And really what it does is it allows you to invest, contribute into an account before getting taxed on it. Because mm -hmm. the reality is whenever we invest through anything, from a paycheck that we, that we received, mm -hmm. that money has already been taxed. That's after-tax money that you're using to invest. But with the RSP now, you're able to invest before being taxed on that income. Okay. See what I mean? So like what ends up happening is if I put, if I make a certain amount of money, say my salary is 100K, okay. I'll be taxed maybe 30% in average tax on that. But I, what I can do is decide to contribute to an RSP, say 10K. Okay. Now my taxable income, Drops it's down 90? to 90k. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. And most most often than not, because if you're an employee, you're gonna get a tax refund at the end of the year because they withhold your taxes with from every paycheck. That's why like the amount that we get mm -hmm. is a net, right? There's gross oh, income yeah. and a net, net income. Yeah. So the RSP allows you to swoop that income into a tax deferred account. And, you know, it reduces your taxable income and helps you save taxes on that year by deferring it into a later date. Okay, yeah. okay. Makes sense. I get that. I get so, that. Um, okay. Let's talk about like, you know, tax for creators. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the softwares that we use, yes, sir. can we write all them off? Like, how does that kind of work? Mm -hmm. So again, it goes back to that definition where it's anything reasonably incurred for you to earn business income. So say, for example, uh, you're if I'm an accountant, mm -hmm. I need Microsoft Excel. I need yeah. Adobe PDF. True. And those licenses cost a lot, but that's that's a deduction. That's a write-off right there. A creator who uses Premiere Pro or InShot yes. or whatever editing yes. software, that's a write-off right there because without that, how are you making your crisp content, right? True. So you need that. And if, and if someone were to say, oh, how is that a deduction? You would literally just tell them, hey, I need this yeah. to produce this and this brings me revenue. Therefore, that's a write-off. So any software that that helps you earn income you can claim it as a deduction okay so even though like nowadays people are using their cell phones mm -hmm. to uh create content yeah that is that a write-off or the yeah. bills are right like how yeah, does that work yeah. let's talk about that so, so cell phones cell phones and cars i think are the two biggest and most ambiguous because everyone usually has them mm -hmm. and everyone happens to use them personally and also for business yeah so it's a very great question let me let me break it down so the cell phone there's the asset cell phone itself like a smartphone you know some people get phones for like two thousand dollars yeah and stuff so that's like a real asset that they use and then there's also the ex monthly expenses for your, you know, the calling, texting, yeah. data. So with the phone itself, you can claim it as a deduction, the cost, if you are using it to earn business income. And again, if I use you as an example, if you record the content that you produce with your iPhone, that is a business purpose okay. for that. But phone. that's the total cost. 
The total cost of the phone. Oh, okay. That's correct. That's correct. So you can deduct the total cost of the phone because you're using it for business. Your intent is for business. Now with the plans, the monthly plans, this is where it gets tricky because we all call and text our friends when, we, when it's not yes. really work. So this is where you have to start prorating. You have to determine what how much. What does that much, mean, sorry? Pro yeah, that's, that's a good question. Prorating essentially means determining which amount uh, out of your full use of that phone, uh -huh. how much of it is attributable to your personal life mm -hmm. and how much of it is like attributable to your business. Like okay, yeah, okay. yeah. And once you determine that, you'll take your monthly bill or your annual expense for that phone and you would take the per percentage for business yes, I to it. that total amount and that's what you can That's get. what you deduct. Yeah. Usually the good rule of thumb is 50-50. So okay. you, if, if my phone plan is uh, annually $1,000, mm -hmm. I would claim 500 because 50% of my use is for business. Okay. So that's a good rule of thumb right there. But then if you're able to get it accurately, you know, I know like Freedom Mobile, because I use Freedom, they have yeah, like, they can track, yeah. you know, how much your usage is. So you can you can maybe like get it to a T, but a good rule of thumb is 50%. Okay. If you deduct 100% of your monthly bills, that might raise a flag if you're auditor, True. because the CRA yeah, will be like, on. you 100%, yeah. you don't use 100% of your business. For business. business. Yeah. Unless you have two phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. makes so sense. If you have two phones and one's personal and one the other's business, then that's just a full deduction. Okay, yeah. makes sense. And how can we deduct trips or why would someone deduct uh, yeah. like trips yeah that's a great question because one thing i noticed on social media i'm gonna i'm gonna vent a little bit one thing I yeah. see on social media <laughs> is a lot of tax advisors will say like oh you can go on a vacation and claim it as a business as a business expense that's and, what i've seen and and this is where they they, they trick you it's like yeah. a hook to kind of get you enticed but one thing i always say because like i want to preach valuable but also real knowledge that mm -hmm. won't get you hurt that won't get you in trouble so the thing with that is that your business trip for it to be claimed as an expense mm -hmm. you have to be going there already knowing why you're going there so say for example if i go to atlanta okay and invest fest is there or in your yes. leisures invest fest yeah i'm going there to network to get my brand out that's okay. a business trip yeah so my airfare so my plane uh, ticket my hotel i can claim those as deductions because my intent is for business when I go to Atlanta. True. If I decide to go to Atlanta on vacation yeah. and I get there and then I'm like, oh, let me just make this a business trip by going to like some random event. Once I get there, then, that's not a deduction because okay. you you happen to have, your intent was not initially for that. You okay. went on a vacation and you ended up doing something. How it do has they to prove that intent? Or how do you like decipher It's It's as intent? easy as looking at dates, right? Okay. So like say for example, if I, if I book my ticket um before the date of the event like say for example if i book my flight before the date of the event and i have the receipt of both the flight ticket and the event date the cra if they want to be if they wanted to say oh let me make sure this is a business trip they would just look at the dates which one came first True. if my um my trip no if my event came first like yeah. if i bought the ticket to the event before i bought my plane ticket for okay. example, then they'd be able to see if i bought a ticket for an event after, after then like my what's going ticket, on here like, huh, yeah you know, so that's that's where it's an easy way for them to figure it out. But then at the end of the day, I always preach like it's not me maybe about how do they prove something. It's about keeping yourself in the clear. Mm. And then the way to do that is by there's a way to legally uh, reduce the taxes you pay. You just have to know the rules and play by them. And then that's it. OK, because yeah. on another podcast, mm -hmm. um, I, I the guy was giving information He's like you can go on. Let's say you want a, a weekend trip. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
you wrapping go, a weekend yeah that, that, yeah so, so then yeah. you go like you go on a vent a rent bright on uh before you leave and then you go to like you know some business function from event uh, event mm-hmm. bright and then you purchase the event that you're going to go mm-hmm. you're going to go to and then you use that as a receipt for your tax and then mm-hmm. you have the weekend to do what you want to and, do and and the question i would ask him or her is when did they get that ticket was that before they bought their flight ticket or yeah. after so it, w- it would be to to be legitimate, it would yeah. be before. It would have to yeah. be before. You have to you have to have that business intent set up, and the only way is to kind of just have your flight ticket and everything booked before. No, to have Last. the event. Yeah. Okay, so book the event first. <laughs> book the event. Find out where you're going, and then get the all flight your, later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So let's talk about like even when it comes taxes and your car and tax leases yeah. with the car. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. So a car is just like a uh, just like the phone. Like the car itself is an asset. Obviously, in in personal finance, we'll say that cars are liabilities because they depreciate. But in accounting terms, that's an asset. That's something that has capital value over time. Okay. And the way that works is whether depending on how you find whether you finance. Because financing is you own the car, okay, um, or you could choose to lease it. You can claim that car as a deduction. So starting with the lease, if you decide to lease it, you can claim a deduction up to eight hundred dollars a month before sales tax, um, really? depending That's on your lot. lease. If if you're using it for business, because yeah. remember the main key is having a business, and the intent of getting that car is for business. Because if you're if you drive regularly and you have a day job, you can't deduct that car oh, at true. all because. You know, trips to work, to and from work, are not considered business expenses. They're considered personal expenses, mm-hmm. which which is I found it funny when I first found out, but that's yeah, just kind of how, how it they, is. they wrote it. Um, so yeah, back to back to the car itself. Like the moment you've ad- identified the business purpose, you can claim the cost of the car with something called CCA. So CCA stands for Capital Cost Allowance. Okay, and it's the way that you're able to depreciate assets that have a long period of time over time. So what does that mean? What does that mean? So basically uh, a car has a depreciation rate of 30%. Uh-huh. So if I buy a car for 30K, yeah, right? Cause that's that's the max um, allowable for a deduction, 30K for a regular car. Yeah. If the car is 30K, I won't be able to expense the entire 30K in one year. Okay. It'll have to be over time. So I'd have to take 30% in year one. Okay. And then there's gonna be a residual carried over in year two. And then I can take Apply the CCA rate of three percent again. Third again. Oh, yeah. okay, I see. Yeah. What so happened. that it'll be over time, year one, year two, year three, until the entire capital under it's called underappreciated capital cost okay. is down to zero, oh. and then that's when you fully written off the car. Okay, so that'll take you maybe a span of five or how many years? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, definitely like around five to ten. Maybe cars don't have a long useful life. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So what? What about like Uber? Mm-hmm. that's yeah so go? yeah so like my trip here was yeah. is a deduction so like an uber an uber trip whatever whatever means you take to get somewhere for business or what if you're deduction. the uber driver oh for uber driver yes. sorry sorry yeah. so as an uber driver they are considered self-employed individuals so like they carry on a business themselves yeah so the cars that they have those are business deductions if anything more than the average business owner because yeah, they, they just use that 24 7 true to earn money so definitely uber drivers are included instacart drivers are included um what else is there lyft yeah all of those yeah okay cool and for content creators videographers mm. photographers yep all included yeah so because you're earning a business you know your content might lead you to have to drive somewhere for a meeting yeah. you know sometimes people want to take ubers sometimes people want to have cars for that right mm-hmm. so like if you get a car and your intention is to use it for business most people would think oh creators work from home they don't need cars but that's not really true you could yeah. have a car 
And because you work from home, you never really drive it personally, mm -hmm. but you can still drive it to go to business meetings with clients, mm -hmm. prospects. If they want you to do uh, a video for them, UGC, you have yeah. to go meet with them and plan. That's business use mm -hmm. for the car, right? So that's content creators are not excluded. That's, uh, the moment you have a business and creators are businesses, they are creator businesses, you can claim a car if you're using it for business. Okay, and, and just to clarify, you don't have to track like the percentage of what you use for personal and what you use it for business. You you absolutely do. So okay, I'm okay. glad you brought that <laughs> up. So like cars, um, when it comes to, especially when it comes to residual expenses around a vehicle, we all need to pay for gas, we all need to pay for insurance, we all need to pay for repairs if there are any, mm -hmm. whenever we park, there might be parking fees. The way that you can deduct those is by determining your mileage usage. So say for example, if I use my car mainly for business, but I drove 2,000 uh, kilometers in a year and a thousand of them are for business. Mm -hmm. Same thing we did for phones applies here. I would take 50% because that's about half and take all of my expenses that I incurred, gas, repairs, and everything, prorate that. So taking 50% of those expenses and that's what I can claim as a tax deduction. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I got it, I got it. Yeah. And when I, I know you mentioned a little bit uh, earlier, how, uh, meals. Yep. When, how mm -hmm. are we, can we? It's a big one, it's a yeah. big one. And especially in an audit, especially when like, if you get audited in a business and the CRACs, oh, you made this much, but then you have this much in meals and expenses, <laughs> they might raise, raise an eye. So it's a great question. And the thing with meals is that the moment that you are taking um, a meal with a client, a prospect, a business partner, for example, mm -hmm. you can claim that deduction. Now, the key is that only 50% of it is deductible. Okay. So if I, if you decide to go to Timmy's, um, your your bill was 20 bucks, you guys were chatting business, legitimate business, you can take that $10 off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and obviously have your receipts. Obviously. Definitely. Sorry. <laughs> definitely have your, that's that's the number one okay. takeaway for, for, for this episode. Definitely keep your receipts. And one thing I highly recommend is turn the receipt around. If it's paper or something, if you have a pen, great. If not, you can take a picture of it and yeah. make a note in your iPhone's note. Document who you were with and what you were talking about. That's oh. even better. That's the moment that if you were audited and you're yeah. asking, oh, what was that meal for? You don't even have to sweat anything. You just oh, show them perfect. what that was. Perfect. That's Because the, the way with taxes, taxes can be very relaxed and, and very... Um, calming mm -hmm. if you just go through the right proceedings okay once you document everything properly and once you're working within the laws of the game because there's ways to legally avoid taxes you just have to play and learn the tax code right yeah and once you know those rules you don't really sweat okay. over anything okay yeah. sick so quickly i know we never talked about like because you the number one takeaway you just said is keep your receipts mm -hmm. what are some softwares to like maybe like just take your picture put it in this software and don't have to worry about mm -hmm. it again. Yeah, so I don't, I, I mean, this is not sponsored, but this is actually very useful for a lot of people. HubDoc is a good is a good app. So what it does is that if you get receipts through email or through phone, it mm -hmm. automatically stores it in a, in a storage. Okay. Um, iPhones, printing, um, scanning app is good as well. And then you can automatically link that to, to your Google Drive folder as well. So those are good softwares to keep the receipts themselves. Now, in terms of tracking all your receipts in terms of a bookkeeping manner, apps like QuickBooks are very handy. And I actually recommend them because... You know, if you don't bookkeep, you don't know what you can claim. Exactly. Right. So bookkeeping is is arguably one of the most important things you can do for your business. It's lengthy. It's time consuming. It's tedious. No one likes to do it. Yeah. That's why you can hire people to do it. And then, you know, just make sure it's something that you should make sure to have done because that's the main key for claiming your write-offs. Okay. Okay. So I have a, a lot of influencer friends that may, like, they get, like, clothes from Fashion Nova mm -hmm. or they get clothes from wherever. Yeah. 
what happens when it comes to taxes when yeah. you get those free items yeah that's a great question so like funny enough people people don't don't aren't aware of this but those are actually taxable uh taxable goods right mm-hmm. like if if i'm a creator and i stream and sony decides to you know they want me to do a video and then instead of paying me money they want to pay me by giving me a ps5 or something yeah i would have to claim the fair value of that ps5 on my taxes legally okay wow. because because that's that's that- how they've paid me does that not make it your expense kind of thing? But I didn't pay for it, right? Yeah. So like the moment, if something if someone pays for something for you, then it's not an expense. For it to be an expense, you have to fork the money out of your own pocket. Mm-hmm. But if they're giving me something, something of value that I could turn around and go sell it later yeah. for 700 or whatever, that's a taxable good. So the same thing with influencers who are getting paid through uh, products, et cetera. Those are taxable goods that they have to report as income. But then now, because of the work that they do and the expenses that they pay to shoot the video, et cetera, they can offset it from those expenses as well. Okay, wow. Okay, yeah. okay. So that's, that's a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why, I mean, as a creator, it, this is just like not even tax advice, but for creators, try to get paid cash. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to take the, the free products. Uh, the free products because... Um, you want you want that cash flow. You want that money coming in. You don't want a good that or a product that you didn't necessarily need, but then now you're in a position where you have to report it on your taxes. So it's like, if you could take if if they're offering you to pay with a good, try to push for that that cash payment instead or that you know advance or something like that. Okay, yeah. shoot. All right. So when it comes to um, rent mm-hmm. and deducting rent, mm-hmm. let's say you work from home. Yes, sir. How does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a two-part question to that because it depends whether you're an employee or a uh, business owner. Mm -hmm. So when you're an employee, especially with COVID from 2020 to 2022, the CRA has implemented this work from home credit that you can claim. Um, It's minimal, but it's still something. I think it's about 400 or 500 uh, in 2022 for you to claim in this year if you work from home. Now it gets better and it's more useful if you're a business owner. So if mm-hmm. you work from home most of the time, what you do is you would take your home office. So find out the square footage of your home, find out the square footage of your home office, and then every expense uh, from your home. So that's rent. Yeah. Um, if you're an owner, it's property taxes, mortgage interest. So not the principal, but mortgage interest, utilities like hydro, et cetera. You can claim a portion of that based on your home office. So it's all about prorating, right? Okay. Because we all always want to find our business use because we can only claim business use expenses. Yeah. So once you find out my square, I find out my square footage is 10% um, of my home's entire square footage. I can deduct 10% of my rents annually. I can deduct 10% of my property tax annually. I can deduct 10% of my utilities annually wow. because all of those really do go into my business. Yeah. If I if I don't pay my rent, where am I going to record my videos? True, right? true. So, so it all comes back to that business use. Um, and once you've determined that rate, you can deduct rent at that at that stage. Yeah. Okay. So like, for example, this podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. it's in Damien's home, mm-hmm. right? So we can deduct... A- so, so the, the CRA would like it to be an, an isolated spot where, because uh, currently, like the way it would have to be shot in a place where it's solely just for th- just for that. Okay. So, for example, if you if you happen to shoot it in um, your bedroom, for example, they wouldn't allow that because you also sleep in that room. Okay. Right. So, like, it has to be a a, a den or an office space or a studio space where it's solely for that. Okay, makes sense. So basically, no other use can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so, shoot. What what other what other tax expenses should we kind of like know about, like going forward? That's a good question. (laughs) 
let me think on this one. Because uh, we did meals, we did the 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 cam the sorry the gear the software. I'm just trying to think. I'm just mm-hmm. making sure I cover all bases so people are like ah you know what okay I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I think we covered uh all oh yeah I got one for you stocks. Okay. Yes. Let's How do stocks. we avoid? I don't. I don't know if this is the right term. Like, like capital gains. Capital gains. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So with stocks, capital gains occur because because with stocks, it can be a capital gain or a business income. If you're a day trader, you are earning business income by buying and selling. So it's not a capital gain anymore. And I guess I'll explain the difference. A capital gain, whether you when you buy and sell a stock, you earn money based on a difference between yeah. you know what you sold it for and what you bought it. Now. If you are a long-term investor, if you're someone who doesn't day trade, I'm a long-term investor. Mm-hmm. With the moment you decide to sell, that profit only fifty percent of it is taxable because it's a capital gain. So Hold if on. I they take fifty percent of my whole profit, that not, I not the tax rate isn't fifty percent. Sorry, is the inclusion rate? Okay. So what does that you, mean? It means that say you bought something for five hundred, sold it for a grand. Yeah. You have a five hundred dollar capital gain now. Okay. Right. But only 250 will be eligible to be taxed. Oh, okay. So not the entire 500, but only half of it okay. because it's a capital gain. And the CRA has these rules because they incentivize investors. Investors are people who boost our economy by kind of contributing to the market and pumping money into those businesses. Mm-hmm. And they reward them with these tax breaks. codes, these oh. tax breaks, right? So yeah, if a day trader does the exact same thing, he gets taxed on 100% of that income oh, because it's considered business income instead. That's yeah. what they do full-time to earn their money. And then they do it with such uh, frequency mm-hmm. that they they aren't behaving like long-term investors anymore. They're behaving as businesses. Okay. Um, same thing with real estate. People who uh, buy and sell homes quickly, like flipping, yeah. versus people who buy, hold homes, buy, hold homes, and maybe sell decades later yeah the treatment is different one the latter the one that i just mentioned is going to be a capital gain because they're long-term investors mm-hmm. the one who's flipping it's a business it's a, the one who's flipping now that's a business okay because he's buying and selling he's relying on that flip to pay His whatever bill. he's yeah, got yeah, coming yeah. up um so that so that's where it goes down and i guess to answer your question on, on legally avoiding capital gains the, the the best way to legally reduce the the tax you'll have to pay is by leveraging uh, capital losses. So you can reduce your capital gains based on capital losses that you've incurred in a year. So say you might have won on mm-hmm. selling something, but you might have maybe lost on selling something earlier. Okay. And you can use that loss to offset your capital gain oh, and reduce okay. the total amount. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know if this is the correct information, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I understood correctly, is yep. that... Um, when, with stocks, like let's say like you make a whole bunch of money on the stocks mm-hmm. over time and you don't take it all out, mm-hmm. then that's a way to avoid these. You cap- don't take it all out. Yeah. So I, I think what you're referring to is, is it, was, was it a video that you saw? Yeah. 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 So it might've been referring to the way that you don't sell ever. Yeah. Don't sell yeah, ever. Yes, so like exactly. The, the, the best way to avoid it, and this is what the wealthy do. Yeah. They never sell because they know. It's like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad. One yeah, of the reasons yeah, why I'm even doing this. <laughs> and like he's saying, the wealthy never sell because they know that that's a taxable event waiting mm-hmm. to happen. And rich people, they know that the biggest expense that they have is tax. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting 30% off your income. What other expense really does that? Yeah, right? exactly. So like they, they never want to create taxable events. So what they do is they hold and instead they leverage that capital gain, that asset that they yeah. still hold, whether it's a stock or a house. 
they either they get a loan on it they leverage it oh, to get a so loan so they borrow they to borrow, what the, the yeah. amount is correct <sighs> usually usually though when, what you borrow won't be the same as the amount it'll usually be like about half of it so yeah. if i have like a million worth of stocks they can I borrow can get, 500 yeah, towards that yeah and keep it there they well, it's something they'll have to repay but then what they do now is that they use that borrowed money to, make to get another money. asset. <laughs> and then it's a cycle where like the, the, the income earned on those other assets just pays off the interest yeah. and pays off the principal. And then that loan is tax-free. Yeah, they got cash, yeah. but they're not going to get taxed on that because it's debt. And then now they just keep making more money. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So while they're, let's say their stock is still uh, accumulating money, mm-hmm. that doesn't get touched. That still gets to build. That still gets to build, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that, that, that's how they do it, man. That's why it's like um, it's it's a cheat code once you understand like the tax game because it, and it's also kind of fun. Funny enough, like I taxes are boring and stuff, but yeah. it's like once you see how these plays are being made, man. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's changing. It's it's life changing, and it's like it changes your mindset a little bit. Yeah. Like they they don't really do much. They just know the, the rules. rules, and that that's why I feel like my mission my mission statement is really knowledge equity and what mm. i mean by that is that if we all knew what to do we would all just be a lot better financially mm-hmm. you know i feel like a lot of, i don't know about you i i wasn't blessed with and and shout out to my parents i love them. shout out to my mom mama to, uh, <laughs> uh, rest in power to take off mama but basically <laughs> it's like i wasn't blessed with um the learning the financial medium. game as a kid same you know what i'm saying like a lot of kids are privilege and, and power to them it's not mm. like a, a uh, something to, to hate on them because their parents did good on that but a lot of kids are privileged where like they they know what from these terms early. are from yeah. the young and because their parents had that financial knowledge to pass down mm. so i feel like knowledge equity is really the main thing that that can kickstart and change someone's life financially and and i feel like tax knowledge is no exception and that's that's why we do this right that's yeah. why we're trying to spread this out so yeah, that definitely, man. Knowledge is is the thing that will change, uh, change things for a lot of people. Even you as a CPA now, like, yeah. are you constantly learning stuff? You're like, whoa, I didn't know I could do yeah. all that. Are you still- every single day? And funny enough, and I and I love it because a lot of it comes from people who view my content. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's a lot of back and forth exchanges. And then some people would be like, oh, but what about this? And then go research. I'll it. go research it. And yeah. then now I'm just learning something new as well. Uh. They learn, I learn, because like at the end of the day. The only thing that we know is that we know nothing. If mm-hmm. you wake up one day feeling like you've understood the world, mm-hmm. you failed as a person because there's always something you can learn from someone, always a skill. There's always someone who can mentor you on something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And and that's the beauty of it. So I'm still learning every day, partially because I have to as a CPA to maintain yeah. my designation. There's like, you know, like mandatory learnings, like CPD requirements that we have to maintain, but also partly because I enjoy learning. Like I, I wake up every day wanting to be one percent better mm-hmm. and how do i do that by learning something by by working out better a little bit by reaching out to that mm-hmm. person a little bit more a growth just mindset always, growth mindset develop developing because the moment you stay stagnant if you're not pushing you're getting pushed 100 percent. so that's that's it man okay yeah. dope dope so i'm gonna ask you two questions that i ask every guest on the show <laughs> yes sir go for it the first one is what's the best advice that you've gotten and what's the worst advice that you've gotten and you don't have to say any names uh-huh. <laughs> Ah, the best advice that I've ever gotten. The best advice. Find your purpose. Mm. Find your purpose. Elaborate. Um, the moment that you can wake up on a Monday or even on a Sunday 
and not dread mm-hmm. that next day coming, that Monday coming is the moment that you found your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you wake up and you you quote unquote work, but it doesn't feel like work to you because you enjoy it. You feel like you're fulfilling what it comes natural to you. You're doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing, whether that be educating, whether that be um, striving for something as an athlete, whether it be you know, fulfilling your music career, your knowledge in school, PhD, whatever mm. it may be, just find your purpose. Not going to say that you're never going to work a day in your life if you do, because the grind is still there. It's still going to be some days where you don't want to do it. Mm. But once you found your purpose, everything just aligns mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say that's the best advice that I've ever given. And then I, I, I think I got that while in uni. And then from then on, I just started figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I knew instantly that's how I was able to make decisions on what I didn't like and pivoting. So I yeah. didn't like working in audit when I was at, at, at KPMG, like, mm-hmm. um, like after school. And then I quickly pivoted from that because I was like, this is not my purpose. Mm-hmm. And then now I, I, it fell into my lap that this content creation thing really aligns with my purpose. This this agency that I have where I'm able to educate and, and provide Mm-hmm. tax tips to people this is yeah you feel like I you're in your purpose the, right yeah, now yeah. i can tell just by the way that you, <laughs> you constantly put out content and yeah. it's on the ball like information that we need appreciate you man because th- this is this is what we need as you said man and um it comes it comes easy it comes easy it's not it doesn't feel like a burden to me mm-hmm. and it's something that i feel can get if i can just inspire or impact one person mm-hmm. to to change something whether it be like, oh I, I didn't know about this i incorporated oh i didn't know about this now i'm claiming this and this mm-hmm. that 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 makes my whole day because mm-hmm. you, know? you know what i actually have a similar belief on change because mm-hmm. sometimes i hear oh well the whole world's not going to change so i'm just going to live my life kind of like yeah, ignorant. but yeah. I get from their perspective why they say that mm-hmm. because they're viewing change as so meaningless. grand and yeah. meaningless and it's so like it's so big where it's almost overwhelming to to change or mm-hmm. think about change. But for what you said and how, what I believe too is that if I just change one person, that is enough for mm-hmm. me. I, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Goes so, on, goes back to what you're saying. It's like I think Nip, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey. He was like the highest human act that we can do is inspire. inspire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it, it, like you don't have to change the world, man. You could just, if you could just change one person, like earn your leisure. I'm not, you know, doing this without earn your leisure. That's mm-hmm. inspiration. Same, they don't, they, same, yeah, same. they don't know maybe that we're doing this, but they've impacted the world in a positive way because here we are now, mm-hmm. teaching, educating, speaking in our own country, stuff, in our own country. Mm-hmm. You know, we've molded molded it to our own situations, and then hopefully we can give back to other people as well and and that's what it all comes down to yeah 100 percent. i agree okay so the last question Mm -hmm. um because we like to make predictions on the show (laughs) so in five years i'm gonna play this back and i'm gonna be like you know ronnie he did he he said he was gonna do that where do you see yourself in five years uh financially (laughs) retired yeah okay (laughs) let's get it not working unless i have to and then you know, having having my mom retired as well—that's that's one of the, one of the big goals that I have. And amazing. Um, starting a family, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I want kids, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, for real. Like, I, my nephew, my nephew just turned one. Shout out to my uh, boy Miles. Lit. And, um, honestly, like it makes you see the next generation. You know, like mm-hmm. we're we're young, we're young men, but it's like, you know, the reason why we work, the reason why we want to do the things we do is we can create gener- generational wealth and yeah. pass on. And just seeing him growing, you know, walking, smiling, it's like... You're, you're ready for yours yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But like I, I say, yeah, in five years, I don't I don't like to think of success because I know that if I just keep going, I'll get there. Yeah. But in terms of intangibles of what I want, definitely just 
being financially free, my mother not having to work another day, mm-hmm. and and just focusing on family, having um, having more time for family. Amazing. Will you still be? Do you see this type of education uh, teaching? A hundred percent. And if it's not through my videos directly, hopefully I would have created kind of a system okay. where that content could still be pushed out. Whether it could be, it might not be my face generally, but it mm-hmm. might still be my brand. Or you have a team. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dope, bro. I can I can, I can definitely see that because yep. the way you push out content, <laughs> yo, every day I go on TikTok, like, yo, another video. This is crazy. You know, because I feel like, for example, like I feel like I'm a content creating machine, especially yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. You know, because obviously this is long format uh content and then i just chop it up and yeah, then post this that's clever man yeah that 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 yeah. you know that is the hack yeah you know but like when i see yours is yours is individual videos mm-hmm. that's harder yeah. to do <laughs> you know so yeah. like i can definitely see you like you know running like your own brand and having mm-hmm. people just speaking your message for sure for sure know? but another thing is that i'm trying to take more of your of your knowledge on that because long form content is time wise a lot smarter? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd yeah. be saving a lot more time just just batch recording that one video, and then mm-hmm. I can just chop it up chop in it clips. Up. Yeah. So you know, there's, it's it's. I appreciate that, but I also got to take <laughs> some of your tips on yeah, that for sure. Because sure. so, yeah. it's crazy how you say that. Because like in 2023, I will be making more of individual content, but it'll be more geared to like my personal brand, just mm. to how to create content. Nice. So nice. I'm gonna have to take a page out of your book. <laughs> Hey, we can help each other. It's osmosis, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. So uh, just let people know where they can contact you because, you know, there's a lot of great gems shared today. And I'm sure you have a lot more for people's specific situations. Mm -hmm. So let them know where they can contact you. Definitely. So, yeah, you guys can reach me at um, rfogan on all platforms. So that's R-F-O-G-A-I-N. Always taking emails as well. If you have a question, doesn't matter what it is, you can just email me, ronyfogain at gmail.com. So R-O-N-Y-F-O-G-A-I-N at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I also have a website if you have any questions. So R-F-O-G-A-I-N.com. And yeah, that's it. Okay, lit. And that's episode 37. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Black is New Rich. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. Fast, three, that facts on facts. facts.